into hot dogs, apple pie and haggis with Joe and the Scott. Enjoy and tell your friends. Welcome to Hot Dogs, Apple Pie, and Haggis. I'm Joe. And I'm the Scott. And we're here every single week just to mess up your week. What do you think of that? Except we weren't really here last week because we escaped. Yeah, yeah. Now, we just, uh, in case you haven't tuned into the show, we just, um, you know, kind of cover everything that's happened in the past week, what we perceive to happen. And warnings of things that are out there that are very scary. That you should know about. should know about. Hopefully you do know about it, but most likely you won't know about it. So we're going to uh, enlighten you on a few things. Hopefully it's enlightening. Uh, The one thing I do like to start with is uh, the Dodgers are red hot and going into the All-Star game. (laughs) Woohoo! We have a, uh, what is it, Ting? Ten game lead now. Ten game lead. Ten game. Oh, Padres. Oh, Giants. <laughs> uh, Giants are thirteen, or twelve and a half, I believe. Oh dear. So go Dodgers. Everything looks good there. We went uh, just to share a little bit about us. We went to the NBA Summer League last week. That was great fun. And if you're an NBA fan, or even if you're not an NBA fan, if you enjoy basketball in the least, you would love going to this. Oh, it was outstanding. Yeah. And so you have all the rookies and, the, you know, guys that haven't made it over the years that get invited to camp with certain teams that are looking for certain things. And then you have a summer league just to see how they interact together. And, of course, the Warriors did very well. They did. They looked very well. Anyway, let's put it that way. And it was great um, to be out with the kids. Yeah. And we got to go with the boys. In fact, that was my birthday present from the boys was oh. to take me to the NBA Summer League in Las Vegas. It was only 113 degrees in Vegas, and so we were deciding whether to take heavy jackets or just light jackets. <laughs> and for all you people, while we're on the subject of heat, everybody that's in Europe is suffering from the heat. Tomorrow will be 104 degrees in Fahrenheit in London. Wow. It's that's an all-time record, by the way. It's debilitating. Drink a lot of water. Absolutely. So let's get into uh, a little bit what uh, what happened last week. First of all, gun violence. We have kind of gotten in a habit of starting out with. There were uh, 16 incidences this past week of mass, mass gun violence. Shooting. And mass, and, and when they say mass, that's three or more. Okay, generally. Guess who's looking at it so you had on july the 10th sunday july the 10th you had one two three four five you had six just on sunday june the 10th brooklyn chicago kansas city downey california that's where the carpenters are from oh really uh crest hill and alvin texas of course had to be one in texas Uh, Monday, July the 11th, there was only one, a banner day, Jackson, Mississippi. July 12th, only one, Boston. 
July 13th, three mass shootings, Minneapolis, Indianapolis, Philadelphia. On the 14th, Philadelphia shows again, Chicago. And then on the 16th, we have Philly, North Charleston, South Carolina, and Columbus, Ohio. Now, add to that list is the recent one in Indiana in the mall. How many? Four? Yeah. Oh, six. I'm not really sure. I, I don't remember. But um, you had uh, had several. The guy walked into the food court. And, and that doesn't take into account all the single shootings. No. The ones, the twos, no. the threes. No. Um, our good friend Dale had to hit the deck in his living room the other night. In school his home, teacher in Texas. His home in Texas. He had already been through a school shooting last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. The guy's traumatized. No wonder. Oh, no question. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, the conversation's ridiculous. We've been doing it for 50 years. The, the common theme has been whenever Democrats are running for office, they're going to take your guns away. This has been going on for 60 years. Have they so far? None. Zero. Exactly. And it's not because of the work of the NRA or you uh, extreme gun freaks. Now, if you want to own a gun, I uh, don't take me wrong. Go for it. But be responsible for it. Be safe. And be supportive of background checks and be supportive of things that make it more difficult for someone to easily get a gun and not know a damn thing about it. So on that note, what do you have to do in the UK to get a gun? In the UK, it's a long process. You have to fill in a big long form. You have to have two people of good standing that will give you a reference to say that you're mentally sound. And when a you say good person. standing, who could that be? So that would be like a teacher, um, a local government councillor, mm-hmm. member of parliament. A p- well, can't be a policeman. But it can't um, be like your family. It can't just be your next door neighbour. Yeah. No. Okay. Um, and then you also have to um, get a, a doctor on your form to approve it to say that you don't have a substance abuse problem or that you're not mentally ill or taking antidepressants, etc. So how long does this procedure generally take once oh, you it apply? It can take up to three months. Three months. Okay, so there you go. And that's the problem. And that's just the start. I, I, think, I think that would eliminate half of these. Yeah. Now, and the... Republican old saying, well, the bad guys are still going to get... They're probably right. They still do You're in the UK. You're probably right. But most of the people that are doing these mass shootings aren't gang members. No. Now, let me say that again. Most of the people that are doing these shootings are not gang members. These are everyday Americans that yesterday, they seemed to be just fine. Then all of a sudden... Something clicks. Somebody pisses them off. Somebody fires somebody. Somebody doesn't like a teacher in a high school. And it all clicks. Before that, normal, everyday Americans. That's why an extended background check and a lengthy amount of time, you know, what are you in a hurry for? Uh, It's my right as an American to get that gun just as fast as I can get it. How many guns do you own? 97 Exactly. I Why mean, do you need one more? 
It's unbelievable. Or at least one more immediately. Buy all the freaking guns you want. But, <laughs> you know, people, you got to get behind this. They say it's taking your liberty. It's not taking anything away. It's making the country safer. Could we not just go back to what it said in the Constitution and you could have a musket and powder? Well, it doesn't specifically say musket. That's the problem. That's all they had in those days, I though. understand, sweetie, but you're asking someone to have common sense. Oh, yeah, of course. There's that, too, <laughs> isn't there? Forget about that. Okay. All right, let's get into what else happened last week. We'll do a, a bullet point discussion on these. And uh, then the Scott has some uh, frightening information for you that we'll delve on to. We've, we've touched on it a few times, and we'll probably touch on it a lot more because these, these people coming up that we're going to talk about are the most dangerous people in this country. Absolutely. In, in fact, the entire planet. These guys are, in my opinion, these guys are more dangerous to the Taliban and definitely more dangerous to us yeah. in this country than the Taliban. And it's growing arms, arms and legs. And it's basically American Taliban. It is. <laughs> it seriously it is. is basically. Now, that sounds extreme to uh, old uh, Walker out there because no, no, no. They're conservatives. Okay. We have a governor, a guy running for governor in Pennsylvania, Doug Mastriano. Oh, yeah. Oh, nightmare. Probably one of the biggest candidates running in the midterms uh, uh, that has full unhinged re uh, support from Trump. Well, he paid uh, social media site Gab. Have you heard of Gab? I've heard of it. I don't know what White it is. White supremacy. Oh, uh, nice. All that. So he yeah. gave him uh, $5,000 and his follower count on the site, he only had 2,300 followers on Gab. He gave them $5,000. Oh, he's the and guy. And now he has 37,000 followers on Gab. He directed them to send like-minded people to yeah. him. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This guy's the worst of the worst. This guy's a Nazi, period, end of Nazi. And you have Josh Shapiro in Pennsylvania running against this guy. And Josh Shapiro, legit, legitimate, common sense, balanced person. How appropriate. A Nazi running against a Jew. Oh, that's, you know, yeah. here we go again. Yep. So anyway, the, uh, the Gab site is a host to neo-Nazi propaganda and uh, violence against Jewish people. So... Got the guy running against you. He's Jewish, and you just gave $5,000 to an anti-Semitic group. Awesome. Governor. Um, new FC, FEC filing shows that Trump gave a million dollars to Dr. Oz in the Oz Super PAC just before the primary. And uh, that comes with uh, Trump's endorsement for absolute uh, fealty. <laughs> Oh, my gosh, where do these guys come from? Nearly 20 corporations and trade groups that include Comcast. Listen to this list of... Uh, Degenerates? Oh, highfalutins. Match Group, General Motors, Johnson & Johnson, 
Anheuser-Busch, Jewel Labs, the guys that do the, uh, uh, what do you call it? Optics? Uh, no, the smoke. Uh, oh, the vaping? Vaping. Yeah, vaping is the word. Uh, and Coke Industries and Lowe's. Oh, what's a good collection of... And Walmart. They've all RSVP'd to attend a three-day luxury retreat in Palm Beach, Florida, hosted by the Republican Attorney General Association. Oh, I've got more on them. Okay, good. So that's coming up. Donald Trump has confirmed that he's running again for president in 2024. He says the only question left is when he announces, before or after the midterms. If you're going to announce, please do it before the midterms. Please. Please. Will he not be in jail by then? Jeez. I've quit predicting that. After Mueller and everything else. I mean, there's so much on this guy. And then you hear some crack, whatever. I'm not going to say what I was going to say, but... Uh, like Stefanik saying, saying crap about the uh, projecting against Biden now. Okay, yeah. You know, it's 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 Biden. I can't believe, you know, once we get in, I guarantee you Biden's going to jail and Hunter's going to jail because it's all illegal. Okay. I found one that one. Uh, Fulton County, Georgia, Superior Court judge ordered Senator Lindsey Graham <laughs> to testify in uh, front of a special grand jury investigating former President Donald Trump's alleged attempts to overturn the results of the 2020 election. And the pictures from NASA, man, those oh, were awesome. They were astounding. Yes. I don't know if you've seen that from the Webb telescope, but... If you have not, get online and you will enjoy. Abortions are legal once again in Louisiana. For how long? Uh, Until at least today. After a state court on Tuesday granted a temporary restraining order against the state's ban that took effect following the U.S. Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe Wade. And it's allowing it uh, at least until July 18th, which is today when a hearing is set to consider whether a preliminary injunction should be issued. On Wednesday, Indiana's Republican Attorney General Todd Rokita said that his office planned to investigate an uh, Indiana doctor as retaliating for helping a 10-year-old rape victim who crossed the state lines to have an abortion. He's claiming that the doctor did not report anything. He's claiming that she had no right to do this. Blah, blah, blah. And if you check into Fox News, which I'm sure has changed at the moment, but when you checked into Fox News, which I did, and they're saying that the girl didn't exist. It was all fake. It was a Democrat ploy. Yeah, right. Where have we heard that? Yeah, we heard that. Well, the guy's arrested for the rape. Yeah. <laughs> the doctor's admitting that she did it. It's not a fake. No, it's not a fake. Okay. On Friday, that proves that uh, Dr. Uh, Caitlin Bernard 
properly reported and provided abortion medication that she had provided to the 10-year-old girl. Now, I don't know if this is true or not, but uh, I saw somebody on Fox today that said that she was raped by an illegal alien. So that I don't know. I have seen that in the, the, the regular media. It doesn't matter. She was raped. So it's, uh, if it's an illegal alien, you know, of course, then that means every rapist in the whole country is an illegal alien. We'll go through that process again. Uh, let's see. What else we got? A judge in Colorado issued, oh, I love this one. <laughs> Tina Peters, remember her? The little blonde that was in charge of overseeing elections in Colorado that wanted to, uh, well, she actually took the voting machines out of the location and yep. she was sharing them with people. Well, she's arrested. Uh, well, at least they issued an arrest warrant on Thursday for Tina Peters, Mesa County clerk. And I think she's running... She's running for Secretary of State, I believe. She's running for something yeah, in Colorado. I think a Secretary, sec, Secretary of State, which would be over all voting in Colorado. Yeah. Yeah, she's not going to win that. Uh, law enforcement announced on Thursday that a grand jury in Colton County, South Carolina, had indicted attorney Alex Murdoch. Oh, this is that other Republican, by the way. Uh, on two counts of murder in possession of a weapon for the murder of his wife and the couple's son. They're very violent people, the Republicans, aren't they? Quite. Texas Attorney General Kim Paxton. Oh, we love Ken. Oh, no. He filed a lawsuit challenging the Biden administration's guidance in federal court on Thursday uh, saying the Biden administration's guidance on abortion procedures violates state sovereign interest in the power to create, enforce a legal code. Now, keep in mind that Kim Paxson was actually uh, indicted about seven years ago, and that has not been settled yet. So, and that's felony securities fraud that he's indicted for. Yeah. Felony Securities fraud. This is the Attorney General of Texas. Uh, Joe Manchin. God. Who? Who? You mean the Republican representative for West Virginia? Remember a couple weeks ago when uh, they were getting back into the Build Back Better and Manchin's going, I think, I think we can probably make it work. Well, it was a couple weeks ago. Now he says, nope, I'm out. Again. Delay tactics. It's all it is. They're running down the clock. Well, he's just trying to waste her time. Exactly. That's what he's doing. Uh, what else happened? On Thursday, Washington, D.C. police officer in a motorcade with the Secret Service collaborated the details of Cassidy Hutchinson. <laughs> so as the Trump crew was saying, no, he didn't lunge for the steering wheel. No, he didn't put his hand around the throat. Well, we have validation that, yeah, the fat man did. You know, these people think they can just do things and nobody's going to do anything about it. There, Nobody's going to say, or it's going to be six months later, or it's going to be whatever it is. I can do whatever I want to do because nobody's going to do anything. And I'll, I'll tell you this, if Mary Garland does not do something about this, that's exactly how it will be from oh, here exactly. on out with exactly. this guy. Yep. 
I mean, of all the presidents ever on the planet, this is the one. I mean, this is the one that has to be nailed, guaranteed to the cross. Yep. And if you don't, Mr. Garland, I I guarantee you it's going to be smooth sailing for those Nazis. Oh, it will be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nobody's going to do anything about it. Nope. If, if we lose, if we lose in 2024, then they'll uh, they'll take over the AG and nothing, Oh, they've already prepared. Nothing, nothing. That, oh, that, I know. I know they're way ahead. Yeah. I'm not trying to get into your story. Just relax. Calm down. Pardon me. Eyes are popping out. I can see blood veins in her neck. And now I'm looking, getting the eye, and I'm not even looking at her. I can just feel it. She has this one eyebrow that she can raise, too. Drives me crazy. She gives you that look and just raises one eyebrow. I can't do that. I want to do that, but I can't do that. So that's my precious little Scott. Ivana Trump. Oh. Dead. The first thing that went through my mind was, did she fall or was she pushed? I know it was. Because they were due to give depositions the next day. Yep. The kids and and the Donald. Let's just hope Marla Maples doesn't have any stairs in her house. Or coffee. (laughs) Uh, And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that that happened. But with this guy, it's got to cross your mind. And and the thing that about that is Trump had a rally planned for that night or the next night. I think it was the next night. Yeah, he had one planned for Friday night, which was the day they were supposed to be giving their depositions in New York. Right, right. But the but then uh, July fourteenth, um, right after. Oh, <laughs> Okay, if you haven't seen this, I'm just going to read it to you. So this is from Donald Trump. I am very saddened to inform all of those that loved her, (laughs) uh, of which there are many, that Ivana Trump has passed away at her home in New York City. She was a wonderful, beautiful, amazing woman who led a great and inspirational life. Her pride and joy were her three children, Donald Jr., Ivanka and Eric. She was so proud of them as we are so proud of her. Rest in peace, Ivana. By the way, donate to Save America button is right on there. That was sick. That was really sick. I mean, how low will he go? I can hear the violins and we're just sitting here saying all this and it's like, me, 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 donate, donate, donate. You put that on a death notice. I mean, that's... He's just a scum of the earth. He is a scum of the earth. Department of Justice announced its stance on executive privilege coverage coverage via a Friday court filing that claims that former presidential advisors are not absolutely immune from congressional subpoenas. Net the Jan 6 committee has made a strong showing for need to justify. I.E. Mark. Meadows. Super duper duper. 
U.S. prosecutors on Friday asked a judge to sentence Guy W. Reffitt, <laughs> the first Capitol riot defendant uh, convicted at trial, and recruiter, uh, rec- <laughs> recruiter for the extremist Three Percenters movement suggested sentence 15 years in prison. I hope he gets every single one of them. And Roger Stone and his wife, they're crying spilt milk here. They reached an agreement with the government on Friday to be responsible both together and individual for $1.7 million in tax penalties and interest. And what were they, two? I think they were like two and a half million, so they settled at 1.7. Mm. I wouldn't have done it. Let's see. Yeah. You're a scumbag. Uh, Jan 6 committee subpoenaed uh, the Secret Service on Friday because, you know, as you probably know, they decided to wash their phones on the 5th of January and the 6th of January. So we'll hear more on that. And beginning Saturday, people experiencing mental health crisis. There's a number for you now, and it is 988. I can't believe we haven't had that before. Well, and there got was nine one one, but well, there's a number, but you had to dial it out. You had to dial it, and it was like number. ten digits. Yeah, it's an actual phone number. Yeah, yeah. So that's what happened last week. Okay. Well, you know how I've been bleating on about um, a book that was written in 2019 by Anne Nelson called The Shadow Network. She was way ahead of the game. Big time. Big time. She's an investigative journalist. And, and she's a very good writer, so if you get a chance, pick it up. Pick it up. Um, but her interest, the reason that she wrote the book in the first place, was she's from Oklahoma, and she was driving through the state, and all she could get on, on the radio was religious right. And... One point that she made, uh, I heard her on a podcast the other day, was that the Democrats have given up on radio and the far right have gotten more radio stations and the religious right have gotten more radio stations. So if you're driving through a state and you can't get music, you're stuck with it. I'm going to step in on that because uh, being a former um, liberal talk radio host, um, on actual radio legit stations. In fact, was number one at Salt Lake at one point for talk radio. Um, here's here's the deal when it comes to conservative radio and um, the left radio from the left. Radio from the left. Or, or let me back up. Conservative radio likes to bait you. They don't care if they're telling you the absolute truth. It's all a show. Look at Tucker Carlson. Do you see anybody that acts like Tucker Carlson on MSNBC or CNN? Never. Look at Sean Hannity. Do you see anywhere where Sean Hannity... Now, we're talking about TV guys now, but they both have radio shows, too, which is worse. Their radio shows go much further 
than their TV shows. Sean Hannity. Have you ever seen anybody like Sean Hannity on? No. No. It's, a, it's all hatred. It's all um, fire and brimstone. But that's what gets people worked up. Mm-hmm. And so they, they focus on those few things. And if something comes out with Bible, like, the, like this baby thing, this 10-year-old. I mean, the immediate thing out of Fox News was this is fake. Has anybody seen the doctor? Has anybody talked to the girl? Nobody seems to know anything about this. This is a fake story. So that's just telling everybody they're planting the seed that it's a fake story. And then that person questions it. Or well, they'll just say, oh, it's fake. Yep. Yeah. And, that, and so that's what they do, and, and that gets their side, side riled up. If the left, if a, a, me as a left-leaning radio host tried to play that game, the left listeners aren't going to listen to that. No. They're not going to listen to it. They don't want to um, – you can you can get fired up. You can get worked up. I mean, uh, what was the guy's name that used to be on uh, MSMC? Uh, Ed uh, – uh, can't remember his name, but he'd get riled up, he'd get excited, but he didn't lie. Yeah, exactly. And he didn't. And, and if and if we didn't have an answer for something yet, we didn't make one up until we had to say we're sorry. Yeah. And and that type of radio sells. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest, that that type of radio sells. The left type of radio is NPR. So if you want left radio, it's not left radio. It's it's honest, straight up reporting. Yeah. But that would be how left wing radio performs mm. because they're just they're going to tell you the facts. They're going to have a discussion. Now my show was a little more upbeat because I came from the FM side, so I, I use music and you know, but I never lied and always let people talk. Did I ever cut people off? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but they had it coming. Okay. So, and it wasn't it wasn't because they said anything that I couldn't handle or anything that offended me. It was just, it was just outright bullshit. So, click, you're out, goodbye. All right, sorry to interrupt you. Anyway. So, that's so, why, that's why I left radio, uh, and not to mention the money. I mean, they've got the Salem Network that has like 200 freaking radio stations around the country. So, yeah. And the Dems just don't seem to be into that. No. So anyway, um, so again, if you get the chance to read that book, um, The Shadow Network, please do. Um, you might want a pen and paper if you want to take notes because this is really interesting stuff. So a couple of weeks ago, I said I'd look into the um, CNP. The CNP um, are a group of people who have basically been together for many, many years. What's the CNP stand for? The Council for National Policy. They are secret. They have secret meetings. They have secret membership lists. But Do they have a secret handshake? I don't know. But... They do have... I think that's important. A lot of journalists digging in. A lot of expert, in-depth journalists digging in. For instance, they managed to, I think it was DocumentNet, managed to get a hold of a membership list from 2014. Um, And at that time, I believe people like Roger Stone were on it. 
and Steve Bannon, also and Kelly Conway, Kellyanne Conway, but they don't appear to show up on the 2022 list, which they managed to get a hold of in January. Now that list is 220 pages long. I've been trying to get um, a spreadsheet of it, but not yet. So, but a few of the names from that list uh, just this year. Um, Jody Heiss, uh, Georgia House of Representatives. Mike B. Hill, District 1, Florida House. Tim G. Eccles, Public Service Commissioner in Georgia. Uh, there's Tom, uh, a Dr. John Lenzowski. He's from the Institute of World Politics. Uh, sometimes which companies or, or which groups they represent tell you actually more about what's going on than who they are. Uh, Barry Loudermilk. Mm. No surprise, huh? Yeah. Georgia 17 House of Representatives. Mr. Loudermilk, that uh, I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and an organization called www.60plus.org. Hmm. That raised my eyebrow. Did you look it up? Uh, didn't have time. But James uh, Martin and Mary Lou Martin. What's it called again? www.60plus.org. Okay. James and Mary Lou Martin run that. They're on the CMP list. Ambassador Richard T. McCormack, Center for Strategic and International Studies. So, yeah, the 60splus.org. Um, I don't know if that's a legitimate website or not, but the two people that um, run it, own it, are CNP. Ambassador T. McCormack, Center for, for Strategic International Studies. Sounds legit. Carolyn D. Meadows, the president of the NRA. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, I'll look into whether she's uh, related to Mark Meadows. 60 Plus Foundation, by the way, is getting a rating as a charity nav from Charity Navigator of 48 out of 100. The, oh, these are all charities as well. Yep, and that's why I'm saying that. Uh, Linda Payne, Election Integrity Project, California and Arizona. Dr. Ronald L. Seeley. He's got an interesting website. www.whitehouseholidays.com um, There's a guy called Stephen Xiao. That's S-I-A-O. He's Chief of Staff to Congressman Mark green tennessee mm. um uh, no relation to marjorie um thank god and then you've got amy green and jeffrey green um cnpdc um marcia g taylor michael k taylor bennett international group georgia jamie waller cadanito guatemala I need to look into him. He sticks out like a sore thumb. Here's a description of the 60 Plus Foundation. Um, it's a 501C, nonpartisan, <laughs> non 
nonpartisan educational organization formed to identify these problems and needs and to seek alternative solutions developed through the private sector financed through free enterprise system. Yeah. There you go. Clarence Mason Weaver. LeaveThePlantation.org. Debbie Withno. I vote to guide. Um, Stephen Yeager, inter in small letters, Net Services Corporation. So, you know, that's just a few of the names on the list. And you notice there's some people in Congress and some people in their Senate houses, uh, their state houses in there as well. Okay, why should people care who these people are and what this... CNP is doing because the CNP are pushing the agenda to have a Christian Judeo religious America, which basically means the state and church will no longer be separate, and they've already done that to an extent in the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Um, they have pretty much nominated along with their other um, cohorts various organizations um, let me let me go on to the C, the CPI and, and and just before you do that let's not forget we were talking about why liberal radio doesn't match up to uh, right-wing conservative radio and these CMP members, these are the guys that have Salem Radio and all these uh, that have just gone out and bought every obscure station in the country, which was, was brilliant. But so when you're driving across the desert and there's that little station out of uh, Elko, Nevada, mm-hmm. then they bought that up. Now, they now have stations that they bought in metropolitan areas as well yeah so they're not going to be as effective but having said that they uh, they have numbers and then they take somebody like rush limbaugh and they syndicate limbaugh and then he goes over all of these radio stations well he can't now he's dead thank god but he's uh all these all these um syndicated shows sean hannity uh, mark levine uh tucker all these guys. And so it's just a repeat and repeat. So wherever you go in the country, you're going to be able to hear these guys. So let me take you on to the Conservative Partnership Institute, a.k.a. the CPI. Um, it's a Trump-aligned 19.7 million institution creating America First political infrastructure. Now, here you go. This information, incidentally, if you've got your pens and paper at the ready, you can check. www.documented.net Every day, there are journalists digging deeper and deeper and deeper into what's going on. But this is seriously growing arms and legs, and America really needs to wake up. So, Trump is quoted as saying that the CPI is helping to build out the vital infrastructure we need to lead the America First movement to new heights. Um, No, wait a minute. Trump said infrastructure? Yeah. 
Again. Infrastructure to lead the America First movement yeah. to new heights. Just Trump and infrastructure don't go well together. Uh-huh. Okay, so, lo and behold, former Trump campaign lawyer Cleta Mitchell, ah, her. now a senior legal fellow at CPI, speaking at a council for the national policy of the CNP meeting in 2020. And by the way, she was there when Donald Trump tried to uh, manipulate Rassenberger in uh, in Georgia. Cleta was yeah. on the line. Yeah. So basically, since the the January the sixth riot at the Capitol, um, a year later, the Republican attorneys you mentioned this earlier, Republican Attorneys General Association, were involved there. The Rule of Defense Fund, they're the dark money policy arm of the Republican Attorneys General Association, sponsored robocalls urging supporters to march to the Capitol on January the 6th. Mm. There you go. Um, Also, the CPI um, it was boosted with a one million donation from Trump uh, President Trump's PAC, which is led by Trump former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows and former Heritage Foundation President Jim DeMint. I keep seeing that name coming up in places. Okay, so the CPI is recruiting American First staffers and providing in-depth training for Hill offices as well as creating legal institutions, opposition research firms, think tanks, and other groups helmed by former Trump officials and allies, including Stephen Miller, Russ Vaught, and Cleta Mitchell. The group's ambitions are sprawling, from amplifying uh, conspiracies around stolen elections and critical race theory, to tanking Democratic nominees and filing lawsuits against the Biden administration. We can see that in the news every day. The CPI's president, who helped lead the Trump's transition team in 2016, is positioned to staff and support the next MAGA administration. The CPI is located in in blocks away from the U.S. Capitol. It serves as a hub for America first, and the House Freedom Caucus holds weekly meetings at the CPI. This is really interesting. Text of... Texts obtained by the January 6th committee show lawmakers like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Senator Mike Lee referencing meetings at CPI in the tumultuous period following the 2020 election. Nearly two dozen individuals tied to the January 6th attempted coup are connected to the CPI, according to GRID's analysis. Mike Lee. That's GRID's, GRID news. The CPI boasted of holding 600 meetings or events in 2021, served as a strategy center to oppose President Biden's vaccine requirements, and hosted multiple war rooms during Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson's Supreme Court nomination. It's also expanding, says that in the process of acquiring multiple properties adjacent to our DC headquarters, 
in order to create a culture of collaboration and victory for the movement. Sounds like something out of 1984. According to the CPI, members like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Senator Rand Paul, Senator Ted Cruz, Rep Andy Biggs, Senator Marsha Blackburn, and Rep Byron Donalds have made the CPI headquarters their home away from home. Yay! How nice for them. A dozen members of Congress have disclosed paying membership dues to either the CPI or CPC using campaign or leadership pack funds. And they're tied to the Trump's 2020 coup attempt. The CPI and its affiliate groups employ or assist at least 20 key operatives reportedly involved in Trump's failed effort to subvert subvert the 2020 election, according to GRID, including Cleta Mitchell. Um, Her name pops up again and again and again. So I mentioned the texts, um, Mike Lee and Marjorie Taylor Greene. I've got a copy of those. Mike Lee to Mark Meadows, November the 9th, 2020. We had a steering executive meeting at CPI tonight with Sidney Powell as our guest speaker. My purpose in having the meeting was to socialize with Republican senators the fact that POTUS needs to pursue his legal remedies. You have us, you have in us a group of ready and loyal advocates who will go to bat for him, but I fear this could prove short-lived unless you hire the right legal team and set them loose immediately. Then Marjorie Taylor Greene to Mark Meadows, December 20, 31st, 2020. Good morning, Mark. I'm here in DC. We have to get organized for the 6th. I would like to meet with Rudy Giuliani again. We didn't get to speak with him long. Also, anyone can help. When We are getting a lot of members on board and we need to lay out the best case for each state. I'll be over at CPI this afternoon. So there you go. And then months after the Capitol insurrection in the summer of 2020, the CPI hosted a hot gulag summer. That's what they called it. (laughs) The event that served January the 6th themed cocktails, including Capitol Ataquiri, Insurrection on the Beach, and the Mostly Peaceful Mojito. Uh, The invitation read, quote, we're all going to be sent to the gulag eventually. We might as well party and get to know each other before we are all re-educated. At least they admit it. Oh, that was from the America First staffers. (laughs) So the CPI also boasts recruiting, recommending and training congressional staffers who are committed to advancing an American First agenda in 2021 the CPI claims to have trained 49 members of Congress and 246, yeah, 246 congressional staffers and two have made 200 congressional staffing recommendations. Hmm. So, you know, it's like a shadow government. They're they're actually preparing for... To be a shadow government. A government, yeah. So... um, And then in 2021, the CPI held a five-week-long legislative boot camp taught by Ed Corrigan and Rachel Bovard, where in, and we've got a quote here, 
They armed Conservative staffers with every tactic the House and Senate rules gave them. How to force amendment votes, how to work outside the establishment, dominate the committee process, and how to leverage nominations to wage policy fights. And they're praying with the Supreme Court. All that as well. In 2021, the CPI launched eight new projects. Election Integrity Network, run by Cleta Mitchell. Center for Renewing America, um, former Trump office management and budget guy, Russ Vaught. Um, Jeff and Jeffrey Clark, he was the one that wanted Trump wanted to install, install as the Attorney General. Um, and then we have America First Legal Foundation, Stephen Miller's running that one, uh, with Mark Meadows. Uh, and they claim to hold 234 new federal judges. So there you go. American Accountability Foundation, Tom Jones, Ted Cruz's 2016 OPPO research, OPPO research director. Um, then we have number five, American Cornerstone Institute. Ben Carson's the founder and chair of that one. <laughs> number six, American Moment. Its mission is to identify, educate, and credential young Americans who implement public policy that supports America first. Uh, they claim to have placed 10 fellows at aligned organizations and con congressional offices and paid them a living wage of 3000 a month. They, CPI plans to quadruple this program to 40 fellows in 2022. And the CPI also helped launch two organizations to support all of the above projects. Compass Professional Services, which is housed within the CPI, provides payroll and administrative services to the uh, entities. Uh, it provides legal campaign finance and tax compliance services. CPI members like Marjorie Taylor Greene also pay Compass Legal for legal compliance services, as does Trump's Save America PAC. So, you know, we've got a nest of, of really nasties. You journalists open that can of worms, they are finding a lot of worms. And if we were to map it on the wall, we wouldn't have enough wall. The sad thing is they're not doing anything illegal. No. And it, so th this, is, this is where they're taking you folks. And now we have some of these... Uh, Nazis. Creeps. I'm sorry, I'm not calling you a creep because you're a conservative. I'm calling you a creep because you're nuts. So at an evangelical, this ties right in with what you're just doing. Uh, victory party in front of the Supreme Court celebration after they destroyed a woman's right a prominent Capitol Hill uh, leader was caught on a hot mic. Imagine that. Ha. And she claimed her name is Peggy Nienenberg. 
And she claimed on a hot mic that she prays with sitting justices. This is Supreme Court justices. Does she do it at her office? Does she do it at their home? No. She does it in the damn Supreme Court. Her and her Nazis go in there and pray, and these people are the ones that are putting pieces of legislation, not legislation, um, uh, arguments to the Supreme Court to get things overthrown. So the Supreme Court justices are in collaboration with the people who are actually sending them information that they want to go before the Supreme Court. And this is how church and state separation gets dissolved. Peggy Nienenberg, remember that name, Liberty Council. I bet you that's on my list. All right, so if this were all to come to fruition, heaven forbid, I personally think we're going to win the Senate, and I think we're going to win it fairly big. That's my opinion. Might lose the House, but let's say, let's say that we don't win. Let's say the Senate goes to the Nazis. And there's a good chance the House is going to. This is just theorizing hypothetical. This is theory, exactly, exactly what you said. And we have to throw in that a Republican wins the presidential election in 2024. Yeah. What could happen? Well, let's just say November 8th, Republicans regain control of the U.S. House Senate midterm elections deal a serious blow to Democrats and President Biden. Uh, That's November 8th. Let's get into 2023. January 3rd, Mitch McConnell set to become majority leader. January 4, Speaker McCarthy ends the committee to investigate the January 6 attack on the Capitol. January 5, McConnell vows not to consider any of President Biden's nominees, which he basically has done now already. It is the will of the people not to proceed with this president's nominations, says Majority Leader. January 6, Speaker McCarthy strips Omar, Swalwell, and Schiff of their committee assignments in the U.S. House. That'll happen for sure, guaranteed. Definitely. January 9th, the U.S. House passes a federal abortion ban. The bill now heads to the Senate, but Senator McConnell says he will not take up the bill until he has the votes. Oh, yeah. Gag me. House Republic, uh, February 10th, House Republicans launch an investigation into Hunter Biden. March 15th, McConnell continues to hold up dozens of Biden's judicial nominees. June 28th, Supreme Court strikes down North Carolina maps, validating independent state legislator theory. By the way, these are coming up in October. Scary thought. The ruling gives the state legislators uh, broad power to set rules for federal elections without interference from state courts. July 10th, Republicans strike down Biden's proposals to address record droughts across the Southwest. Uh, February 5th, 2024, Ron DeSantis wins the Republican Party's nomination, Iowa caucus. So by that time, we can only hope Trump's in jail. Establishing his lead in the race for the White House. October 22nd, DeSantis fuels election distrust with unfounded claims against early voting systems. 
November 5th, Biden winning popular vote against DeSantis in November. We heard that before. November 6th, Georgia declares election results invalid because of what the Supreme Court did. State legislature awards 16 electoral votes to DeSantis. November 7th, Arizona, North Carolina, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania's GOP-controlled Senate award electoral votes to DeSantis. November 8th, DeSantis elected. Ron DeSantis secures 270 electoral votes to become president after state legislatures award him the electors despite the popular vote. November 9, large large protests across the country break out in response to election results. Right-wing militias clash with protesters, leaving thousands injured. November 20th, Supreme Court upholds Republican state legislature's action to override the popular vote and swing the outcome. 2025, January 6th, Ron DeSantis wins the Electoral College vote in U.S. Capitol, and the official votes comes after a handful of Republican state legislatures disregard the popular vote of their states and four years after the attack on the U.S. Capitol during the same vote. January 20th, Ron DeSantis sworn in as president. In an inaugural address, he declares martial law and calls for arrest of all protesters as enemies of the state. So, if you think your vote doesn't matter, how do you like them apples? Because that's exact. I mean, this is not far fetched. This is not. This is not a reach. Now, granted, they'd have to win the House and the Senate, and the uh, well, they wouldn't have to win the presidency because the state legislatures are going to take care of it. So, we need the Senate. Everybody has Especially to get out and vote. Need the Senate. Even if Biden beats them, the Supreme Court's going to make it so states can overrule that. So just before we go, everybody has to watch a CNN special that was on last night. Steve Bannon, Divided We Fall. It feeds right into what we were talking about today. He's going down. And it shows you the same thing's happening across Europe. And there's a reason for it. So watch it. I'm not going to spoil it for you. Okay. Don't spoil it. Oh, and he's in court today. Yes, he is. I hope he gets put in the pookie. <laughs> okay. I'm Joe. And I'm the Scott. And thanks for listening to Hot Dogs, Apple Pies, and Hands. Have a happy week. Adios. Adios.
Oh,